So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, stupid Questions. Question. Hello, stupid everybody. This week's welcome, welcome, folks. Welcome. It's for real. It's for real. With T-Leak like, and Jay. Like no, no specific <laughs> order. No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. Can we curse on the show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Tanya, your question for today. No. Raw, raw, like All right. Stupid. So, question. No stupid questions. No stupid questions. Welcome to this episode. Of <laughs> My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the latest episode of No Stupid Questions. This is T. Leak, and I have my podcast, Padna, Jag. What's, what's happening, people? This is Jag. I was wondering what show we were on when I got that hello, hello. That was a little different. Like like no it. Stupid Questions show, the show where you have two smart people and one stupid question, or so we thought. So, Jag, what, what's on your mind today? T. Leak. This is what I want to know. Hit me. Do black people want to be called African-American? Not this black person. <laughs> okay. What about that black person over there? Well, for me, I don't know if it matters, to be honest with you. Okay. I really don't care what you call me. Of my people. So that's a no? So that's a, is, I don't care a no. I guess <laughs> no, it has to be a yes a, or a no. Okay, stupid question, It's a man. no. It's a no. It has to be a no. <laughs> but wh why, why did you say that for yourself? Because, so first of all, I always tell people this when I hear African-American, I think it's, I don't, actually, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I believe that Black people are the majority in Africa. People of the Black color. <laughs> Since we're brown, we're... brown color. We're doing terms, yeah. You believe that? I do. Isn't that unequivocal? I don't know. Oh, yeah. But that's part of the challenge because I always say that one of my favorite actresses, Charlize Theron, is from South Africa. Mm-hmm. Ain't that many white people? South Africa. There's not more whites in South Africa itself than blacks. But the bottom line is, there are African Americans. So how far back are we taking this, really? And I feel so removed so, from so, that. So black Charlie to me is more of a umbrella term, and it to me, when you talk about the diaspora, then to me, you're talking about black is the umbrella term for anyone in the diaspora. So I would prefer black American than African American. Okay. So let me just back up for a second. How you put how you pronounce the name? Charlize. Charlize. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Does she I, she call doesn't herself? call me. She doesn't call me often, so I don't know. Does she call herself an African American? I think she calls herself South African. She okay. doesn't say. Okay, she's not an American, or she is an American. So, which is another thing. But, 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 so you is so this whole thing, like American, American is actually not because Mexicans and Canadians are American. Are American. 
Right. In fact, we could probably so go even further south. Exactly. And Brazilians. And so if we're going by the country and not randomly this sort of merging of the continent of mm -hmm. North America and South America, then no one should be African, right? Um, I mean, we say, we do say European. So let me take that back. Are, but, they, are they European Americans? Are they Anglo-Americans? No, what, I don't think so. Do we, do we do we use European American? No, we don't. We talk about the country of origin. French American, Italian American. Okay. So it again, and, and this is something that we fought for a long time, right? Is this concept that Africa is this sort of monolith, which it's not. Right. And I know the issue that some people have with black is that it then creates this other monolith. But again, you know, if we're talking about expressing people that have a sort of shared identity and experience, particularly in this country, that's why for me, it would be Black American, because in all honesty, whether you think about it as the color or the ethnicity or whatever, the bottom line is it causes you to experience life in a specific way. Sorry, I had a little wine, so a specific yeah, yeah, way. <laughs> specific way okay but don't be trying to make me say these words again let me have african-american does that disturb you yes or are you indifferent to it something about it doesn't is, is it too many syllables oh, it... no it's not the syllable it's i mean because when you've been drinking it's harder to say <laughs> no it's, say it black. bugs me sober or otherwise intoxicated <laughs> okay which you which you're not intoxicated i'm not i right. am not i right. am still so for me are we gonna talk about that what is really intoxicated but anyway go ahead for well, you you know I don't, you don't have a breathalyzer in front of you i don't think so it's, it's, it's true so, for, so okay in, sorry innocent until proven guilty um for you i'm not sure i'm stuck on the term negro colored they don't bother me I negro like, doesn't bother me because negro negro in spanish is black so it doesn't bother me Right, but why are we talking about what the Spanish call it? I mean, is that where? But but I'm just saying that word doesn't bother me when you're talking about other words. Does colored bother you? Colored is is so like, I don't think it says anything. It's colored, so it's it's. I mean, because you could be white colored or pink colored or. Exactly, color. I mean, we know what we're talking about when we say black. Colored is, is, you know. I think we know what we're talking about when we say colored. If someone said you were colored, I think you know what they're talking about. Would you? You're not because, confused. Because a Native American, you know, in our definition of people of color, Asians fall under that, non-Black Hispanics, which is really funny because, you know, on the forums now they say, are you Hispanic? Are you a Black Hispanic? And I'm like, okay. So well, do, do non-Black Hispanics? Are they people of color? I don't know. I actually don't know where that, like, why have we created that separation? What, what is that about? You, you know, know why. Yeah. No, I, no. <laughs> really? Yeah, you know why. Come on. Because it wants, it's a distinction, just like they, they want the distinction and people want to be clear that they may be Hispanic, but they are non-Black no, Hispanic because there's a whole <laughs> lot of Black Hispanics and we, we want to separate from them. That's where the distinction comes from. 
but I mean, that's not what we're really getting into on this show today. Okay, that may be for a future, so. So you're familiar with Zora Neale Hurston, right? I am. I have some of her books on my bookcase, yes. Okay, one of her most famous writings was How It Feels to Be Colored Me. Oh, have you, have you ever? I have, have not ever? read that, no. Okay, so we have to get a link to that so so you can read it and other people can read it. But it was interesting because she talks about, she obviously was proud to be Black. She was proud of her race. In her writing, the distinction was made and what she was saying was that I'm having a little trouble. I mean, you, her words best did speak. Did you have a drink? I didn't have a drink, but her words best speak for themselves. But she made a statement in there that basically compared humans to bags that hold objects. And she said, the color of the bag makes no difference. It's the contents in them determines the value of the bag. And obviously she was making a reference to the color of the race of people makes no difference. It is the content of their character that determines who and what they are. And I kind of align with that. And I could really care less if you call me colored, Negro, Black, African-American. I do have an affinity for Black because of the, maybe because of James Brown and I'm Black and I'm proud. Um, Mm, mm, mm. And then, you know, Run DMC coming back with them. You know, I'm proud to be Black, y'all. And that's a fact, y'all. So I do have an affinity for that. And African-American just seems too complicated. I guess my issue with African-American- Is that too many syllables for you? Maybe it's too many syllables for me. You know, I like to keep it simple. (laughs) But my biggest issue with African-American is if you're trying to go back to our origin, then we all African-Americans. Exactly. That's, That's my issue. My issue is that how far back are we trying to go? Because, yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, either African-American, if you're from another country, you're African-European, African-Asian. Yeah. So so I agree. That's it's excellent point. I think that, yeah, that's that's why I was asking this question of how far back do you want to go? So, um, yeah, we could go back to the time when there were no white people in Africa. But again, that's when basically you could say everybody came from Africa. But so, yeah, it's African-American. Let's just put that to bed. I'm sorry, Jesse. So, so what do you think Jesse Jesse was thinking when he coined that phrase? So for everybody, we're talking about Jesse Jackson. Right. Who does not know that apparently he coined that phrase in the 60s. And, and, and go ahead. He he was undermining us calling ourselves black because in the 60s, we were. Yeah, the black black, power movement and all of that. Yeah, so. I think his, what I've read is that his idea was that he didn't want us to lose our connection to our Africanness. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that that's really, well, I think there are other issues that are more important than what we call ourselves to, to create pride and and to instill self self esteem that have little to do with what we call ourselves. I think that's that's that's. So we phrase the question: Do blacks want to be called African American? Should we really be asking what we want other people to call us? Is that a different question for you? No, it's not. 
I, I don't have something different that I want other people to call me than what my own people call ourselves. Okay. So you, you were able to vote. Your vote would be, let's call ourselves Black. Yeah, if there was a, a Black vote. Maybe we need to start a Black vote. How, how, do, how do we get this going? Can we do that on Twitter or something? Well, the question would be, we could get it on Twitter, but you know, with the decentralization of Twitter, I don't think you could actually count. Okay. Yeah, you'd have to have um, one of those newsletters that has a centralized poll. Anyway, we digress. I would love to find out too where people are. Um, there looks like there was an article in the New York Times way back when that said in January 31st of 89, it said African-American was favored by many of America's blacks, which is hilarious because it's like you gotta you gotta use both. So it says that the term used for years in intellectual circles is gaining currency among many other blacks who say its use is a sign that they're accepting their difficult past and resolving a long ambivalence toward Africa. So I don't know what's going on in the 80s. Did we have a long ambivalence toward Africa? I don't know who had a long ambivalence. <laughs> and, and then again, you may have to ask who the we is because we've talked about not being a monolith. But they're, they're, I guess they were, I've heard that they were segments of people who yeah, they they bought into the stereotypes we heard about Africa. So we tried to distance ourselves from from those stereotypes. We were different. We were we were Americans. We weren't we weren't Africans. I mean, what was it? The Spike Lee movie where she said, I'm from deep. I ain't from no Africa. I'm from Detroit. Right. Yeah. So that, there was that sentiment out there. Now, was yeah. it widespread? I don't know. It, it wasn't in my family because, you know, we were we were proud of our African heritage. I could say something like that, and it wouldn't reflect an ambivalence toward Africa. That does, to me, those are not, you know, those, those don't necessarily go together. You can say, I'm from New York because of what we just talked about. Africa is just so removed from me. To say I'm African-American like a friend of mine whose mother was born in France or, you know, or who was born in, you know, Japan and came over here and naturalized. Th those types of things, it's like, I'm so far removed that it's, it's difficult for me to claim that. And, and, and in all honesty, it's, it's too, so I'll, I'll tell you, you know, the, the story that we always just talk about at school. You know, when people would say they're from New York and I'd be like, oh yeah, what borough? And they would say Buffalo. And I was like, oh, you're from New York State. Let's be clear. You know, you're not from the city. So as a New York City person, I didn't, you know, I didn't like people claiming my city. And I don't want to claim, I, I, I mean, if you took me there, I'd be a tourist like everybody else. And to, to, to say that sort of, to me, infers that there's some knowledge and awareness that I don't feel like I uh, I can say, and I don't want to represent that. So it's not a it's not an ambiguous. In fact, it it says I want to honor those who are truly, you know, kind of African American, which to me suggests a much tighter and more recent connection to the culture uh, that I I don't have, and I don't feel comfortable calling myself that. So I get it. I get it. So you out of respect, it's just like if you were yeah. from you would have preferred the person from Buffalo to say they're from Buffalo, not to say they're from New York. Or New York State. You know. Yeah, New York State. Because the city is New York. Let's just be clear. 
everybody okay. out there. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because every place has that. I mean, yes, yes. You know, so people, people will say, I'm from DC. And right. it's like, are you from DC? Are you from Maryland? Oh, right. Right. right, right, right. Louisiana has the same thing. Of course, you know, people claim New Orleans and they're not really from New Orleans. <laughs> or even more, you claim in New Orleans, we claim neighborhoods. I mean, you from uptown or you from the east. And, okay. You know. Well, that's the thing. I, I'm from Harlem, right? I don't even right. claim, I don't say Manhattan. or anything. Right. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with you on that. You know, and then you've got the people who say, um, you know, I live in Smyrna. But I'll say, where are you from? From Atlanta. I'm not, right. I'm not in Atlanta proper. I don't have an Atlanta address. So anyway. So I guess my issue is I could care less really what, what we call ourselves or what other people call us. I'm, I'm more concerned with the way we're treated. And that's, um, so, so there was something when people were talking about just, you know, the whole term thing. And it, it said, you know, with African-American in this article from 89, some say they don't identify with Africa. Some resented people telling them what they should be called. Mm -hmm. um, so to your point, you know, hey, who cares? Others fear that the debate over a new name draws attention away from uh, fundamental problems that we need to be dealing with. And so, and I, I guess I, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I think when we, when we talk about it, we need language that reflects, you know, Black Lives Matter is something that says that it really doesn't matter where you're from your skin color so in that particular case it does refer to skin color because that's going to get you a certain experience a certain treatment that is what we are protesting that is right. what we are against that is what we want to change so i do think that it's important to have language that reflects what we're trying to to your point i don't want a whole bunch of syllables i don't want a whole of everybody people of african descent da, 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 da. I, black because i don't care if you're hispanic black if you're you know all of those things that if you can be perceived as the same as me then you're going to be treated the same as me and right. if that you know if that racism exists against people that are the same as me then that's the issue and i but i do think we need verbiage i don't want it to be you know a, a distraction but I think it's important that we at least understand our terms. And to what you said, I mean, people know we're talking about when we're talking about African-American. They know we're talking about when we're talking about Black. So it's really not an issue that we need to Definitely not fight about, right. So I'm just going to be an American who's Black. That's what I'm going to be. So you, uh -huh. you don't like, do, so do you, do you like Black American? I prefer to just be an American, to be honest with you because I think as long as we make those distinctions like that, we're going to have problems. Now, personally, I enjoy being a Black American. I love everything <laughs> a Black American. But if we have to put labels that are going to last past the life of James Jag 3, then I would just prefer we all be Americans. And some of us happen to be Black. Some of us have to be happen to be white or Anglo or Italian or Irish or whatever you want to claim. But if we ever gonna get this melting pot to act right, we gotta all be Americans. And, and further, I say one thing I meant to say about this issue of African-American. 
I know. Hold on for a second. Uh-huh. Any anybody who's hung up and wants to make a big deal about race, you know, I'm I'm happy to do that. But go take a DNA test first, and then come sit down and talk to me about race, because all these white people who are talking about they white and they purists and they supremacist and all of this, go take a DNA test first, and then try to squirm out of the results that you get, and then let's sit down and have a conversation. Cause you're going to find out it's a whole bunch of African-Americans by that definition. Okay. That's true. Preach the melting pot. Not a big fan of the melting pot. I understand. So I, I think that's where we get into this. How do we honor and respect our differences and leverage them right to the benefit that they offer us? without having everybody just become this sort of neutral, anonymous, everybody just becomes kind of this one, you know. See, I don't, I guess I don't see it like that. And maybe melting pot, I don't know, maybe, maybe melting pot is a bad analogy because maybe in a true melting pot, the end result is one, one homogenous thing. So, so maybe I should have called it a gumbo. Because okay, you, you okay, cook it all together, okay, and, um, you know, you still take a spoonful of gumbo, and you still could taste the rice, you still could taste the shrimp or the sausage, and they're distinct, and you can praise those tastes that you have, but it still all makes one dish. So maybe I shouldn't call it a melting pot. Maybe I should call it a pot of gumbo. <laughs> but a pot of gumbo, you still have those individual flavors, and Correct. they have names and you celebrate them and so yes and so that's that's my that's the other issue that i have with american i mean yes we can be americans together in because and to me again this comes back to which we've all we always talk about is context right right? it's about the context that you're in when we're talking about you know our pride as a nation because i think we do have a lot to be proud of in the united states then we talk about being a United States citizen. Again, American is a, one of those things I think is, I, I am very, I like to be accurate with my words. There's a reason why I don't like Indian. And I know I heard that Native Americans don't care like you don't care. Um, or I shouldn't say they. A lot of them, a, have, I have heard, I have heard that, you know, and some of them didn't even care about the Washington football team. And like, they're like, eh, you guys have been doing this forever. He's just, you know, we got, we got bigger fish to fry, like you right, said. Right, right. So I, I get that, but I think that's where it is. It's challenging. It's, it's difficult to figure out how to be able to have these conversations with the right verbiage in the right context. And, and we have to, I mean, we've been doing it, Black people, capital B, have been doing it for years, which is we shift, right? We shift when we're in different environments, right? So there's a part of us that's American. And in this environment, we may be, that may be what's coming forward. And, you know, when we with, you know, grandma and them, it might, it might be, you know, another part of us. So I think we have to be okay with that sort of fluidity that doesn't lock us into whether it be American, whether it be Black, whether it be, but we accept all of the things that we are. So for instance, okra. It could be in the gumbo, but it also could stand alone. It's, a, it's in the vegetable, so it could be, you know, in the vegetable group, although it may be, I'm just trying to think of it as fruit, it but anyway, so, <laughs> we're not going to go down that the, path. The seeds are within the yeah, pot. Yeah, it is. Anyway, 
bottom line is I think we have to be okay with this sort of fluidity with the kind of Venn diagram that has us, you know, potentially in multiple sort of groupings and, and what those names are for those groupings. I think there is, it is a worthwhile exercise to be able to kind of name and claim those, those groups that we feel that we belong to. I think that's important. I do think that's important for, you know, for a lot of reasons. Okay. American, American pride. Right. I have, I have black pride. Right. Oh, so, so that's why I'm okay with black American, but yeah. I also okay. have New York pride, right? I'm a Harlemite. I'm a New Yorker. Right. So right, right, right. those, those are all labels that I use for myself, but they're labels that I am able to, to draw from. So the takeaway from today's discussion. You know, it goes back to what we've talked about in the past. You need to be able to talk to people. Right. So, I mean, unless you're writing a book and you need to have a term that, you know, at least people will understand. But, but like you said, everybody understands what you're saying. So just let people know what you feel comfortable with. We'd love to hear from you to kind of, I know, you know, you mentioned getting that vote going on Twitter. Maybe there's, maybe there's a way we can, we can start that. That it might have already been done. We could look into that. But I think, you know, it's really about continuing to have open conversations and not, not getting your hackles up. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, I, I don't, I don't like African-American, but if somebody calls me that, I know what they're, you know, um, so uh, unless they're trying to, you know, give me a, a backhanded compliment, right. you know, I, I move on with my life. It's not, it's not going to stop me. Right. So I think the most important thing is, you know, in naming yourself or claiming a name for yourself, claim a name that instills pride. It instills confidence and power. It instills all the things, the little intangibles that you need to confront the struggles that you're going to have and overcome them. And when naming other people, so this is for anyone else who's trying to figure out what to call Black Americans. Make sure you name it with respect. Like you said, don't don't make it don't make it an underhanded compliment. Don't make it a criticism. Don't say it with disrespect. Say it with respect. Say it understanding that you share this this world with this other group of humans and you need to treat them accordingly. That right there. You can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions. (laughs)